All right, and I'd like to welcome everybody who's tuning in uh, for the podcast, you future people. Nice, nice to know you're out there. And uh, I would like to give a degree of thanks and, and appreciation to Christina for putting these podcasts out there. So thank you, Christina. Well done. Well done. Okay. All right. So nobody has any issues or questions or comments or concerns about their Kundalini. Everything's just flowing beautifully, happily, wonderfully, right? So there's a few things that I do want to talk about. As I was talking with Julia the other day, all your dreams within Kundalini matter. You may not be able to interpret them correctly or even close to you know, what their true meaning is, but that doesn't mean that the Kundalini isn't communicating with you through your dream life. It just means that you don't have the, the interpretive vocabulary uh, yet to be able to interpret it. And some of these things, some, some of the teachings that will come to you in the dream, in the dream life defy verbal, uh, even sub-vocal verbal understanding. In other words, you won't be able to put a word to it. You won't be able to put a phrase to it. It will be something that you have to feel, okay? It's a feeling, not, not a knowing so much, okay? Now, there is knowing within feeling, uh, definitely. And you will have that sometimes, especially, you know, if you're on vacation, you know, and you're down there in Northern Italy and taking in all the sites, you know, all the archeological wonders and the, you know, the, the taking in the energies of the ancient people. Let's just say you start having some Kundalini dreams down there. And maybe she wants to tie in the, the whole reason that you would be down there is your Kundalini is wanting you to tie in to the ancient understandings of what different societies viewed kundalini as being. You know, they had the kundalini too. Matter of fact, there was a more, more of a prevalence with it with them because they didn't have the distractions of the internet or pornography or alcoholism. Well, they did have alcoholism, but the, their distractions were different. Their distractions were different. And um, much of the time, they didn't have electricity. So when it got dark, it got dark. You didn't have these fluorescent lights lighting up the environment. Okay. You didn't have the stoplights yeah, constantly changing red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green. You didn't have that constant... Uh, luminescent mesmerization is that do you understand what i'm saying there you know what being mesmerized no maybe i'm not getting a nod from any of you holly is just standing there sitting there with with her chin on her hand going <laughs> i was mesmerized by what you were saying well done. Very good. <laughs> all right. All right, then. So I, I'll just take it that you're all being mesmerized right now. 
<laughs> so, so just a warning for you guys on the podcast, if you're driving, you know, this is a mesmerization session. So be, be advised, you know, use those turn signals. Okay. All right. So they didn't have the level of distraction that we have in this society. They had their own distractions, you know, kill or be killed, eat or be eaten, you know, and those, those can be very, very strong uh, distractions. Uh, but for the most part, they didn't have uh, the, the electromagnetic wave distortions that we have to deal with in our country. And that includes 5G, by the way. So in the past, there was a, a clearer opportunity to perceive signals that are uninterrupted by other forms of electromagnetism. And so uh, they have their own systems. And so when you're down there in Northern Italy, like Sofia is right now, hi, Sofia. Buongiorno, da luce ridente non esce più strale con vetti bugiardi, desposte di gani. That's all my... It's not, by the way, it's not north. It's the West Coast, ah, but it doesn't matter. Coast. All right. Well, there you have it. West Coast, Italy, then. So, she'll bring that into your dream life, and she'll, she'll frame it in a form of a teaching. Now, if, there, if you have a lot of issues going on in your life right now, let's say, let's just say, wow, you're moving. Let's just say you're moving from one country to another country. And let's, let's, Let's make it even more interesting. Let's say you're moving from one country to another country where you don't know the language. <laughs> Let's say something like that is happening. And she will come to you in the dream state and you'll get a, a whole collage of different issues that she wants you to work on, okay? You won't be able to interpret it all the time. Sometimes there's just not enough information. Your sleep isn't deep enough. Maybe you have like trains or buses going by, you know, and, and, and so you're, you're, the depth of sleep isn't quite there. Okay. And so your interpretive qualities will be limited with that. And if you're down there in, on the West Coast of, of, uh, of Italy, like Sophia is, you know, these are, she's got new sights, new smells, new art, new, everything's new. And uh, even though it's old, it's new. You know, the ancient is new all over again when you just discover it. So, you know, this can also uh, become uh, clear to her in her dreams, or the Kundalini will use that as a form of a teaching platform. So it's, it's very, very, very complex and yet simple at the same time. Whenever you're in a house or a building, and it, the building is, is, is a structure that is uh, dominant within the dream state, that is you. That is your body. And she will make you a skyscraper, or she'll make you a little cabin in the forest. Either way, that represents you. That represents the container of grace, your body, okay, your flesh. And this is something that you always want to remember, especially when you're, you're trying to interpret your own dreams.
Certain animals that will come to you, including insects like uh, praying mantis or spider or scorpion, uh, serpent, wolf, jaguar, lion, bear. These are all kundalini creatures, and they represent sacred femininity, even if they come as masculine. Because it's the sacred femininity that runs this planet, this planet Earth. And she's the one that participated in the splitting off of the genders, the male or the female. And this whole thing was set up for us to merge sacred male, sacred feminine. But first, first we have to learn from being at one one pole uh, within gender or the other. One pole of gendering being a male, another pole being the female. And the whole idea behind Kundalini is to merge those genders into one and yet keeping them separate at the same time. You understand? The ancient equation for this is the two that are one and the one that is two. That's the ancient equation for it. And this is what you must begin to understand. So it's very much like a triangle, okay? You have the oneness at the top of the triangle, okay? You have sacred feminine at one bottom corner and sacred masculine at the other bottom corner, or, you know, that's a masculine triangle. If it's a feminine triangle, well, then the, the point is at the bottom. And it's this, the unity is at the bottom. And so actually, uh, it's a diamond. It's a diamond uh, shape. Two triangles sitting on top of each other. And it's, it's an interspersed diamond. Okay, and the center of the interspersion, the center of that joining, that unity, is where your kundalini is. That's the kundalini. That's, that's where it lives through you. And it's important that you understand this. It's really important that you understand this. That at the stage that you're at right now, and I'm looking at everybody here, whether I can see their picture or not. You're in the, the field of the gender teachings. Okay. You're being taught by Kundalini how to honor yourself as a man or how to honor yourself as a woman. How to be that femininity strength, that strength of femininity. How to be that strength of masculinity. Oh, and at the same time, have the feel of the feminine, but without it obscuring your masculinity. You see how interesting and complex this can become. Okay, Most of the complexity, uh, basically, though, about the, uh, the polarities of gender come from the culture that you're in. So in the Western cultures, you know, we have very definitive ideas about what is masculine and what is feminine. And most of these ideas are based upon egotism. 
Okay. What, what makes us happy as a man to think of ourselves as being, yes, I am the man. I have the muscles. Strength is my biggest concern besides, you know, sexual prowess, you know, all of these things. Right. And whereas the woman is just, ah, yes, I'm beautiful. I, I fit, you know, the, the ideology of what, what's, super femininity is to be and you know and and uh we we tend to run our lives off of those paradigms and what the kundalini is doing is she's destroying a lot of those paradigms you can be strong and brilliant as a woman you can be strong and nurturing as a man okay now we're not we're not you know, merging the genders so much so that you begin to, to take on the characteristics of both, even though that is true <laughs> to some degree. Uh, what you need to do is you need to honor the house that divinity has given you. So I'm looking at deep seeing right now. I'm looking at deep seeing here and look at that guy. It's, it's, really nice looking person so so i'm looking at deep seeing and and i can see that that grace has honored him with a masculine form you know he's got the nice mustache there you know he's he's, he's you know he's paying attention he's got a nice smile look at that everybody isn't that nice so so you know because he has kundalini that does not mean that he all of a sudden has to shave his mustache off uh start putting eye makeup on and become a woman. No, not at all. You have to honor the house that you were given. If the house that you have been given is feminine, then you honor the feminine. One of, one of your attributes in this life is to honor that gender choice that was given to you. Okay. So you don't do this transgender stuff. You don't do that. Now, one of the problems with, with uh, people that have the kundalini that are not in, in an understanding of that of that teaching is all of a sudden you know they'll they'll have a they'll have a, an, a, an amazing kundalini event happen to them and it often happens uh, with a man having a sacred feminine event right so sacred feminine she sweeps up the spine the man is just blown away and he feels the femininity of it and he has no instruction and it's so powerful it's, it's so powerful it's a life-changing event for this guy and he starts to look at himself in the mirror and he goes i think i'm gay and i i've just never known it before i must be gay i feel I feel like there's a woman trapped inside me, right? And there is a woman inside everybody, but she's not trapped. It's the Kundalini that comes through so powerful, so strong, uh, that it, it wipes away any other preconception that the, that the person may have had about themselves. And the ego, because nature abhors a vacuum, right? So the ego will step into that vacuum and go, I must be a woman. That that's it, you know. And they start looking at 
you know, uh, uh, changing their sexual identity and, and all of these things. And no, this is not the message. This is not the message. You must honor the house that you have been given. You must honor the gender that you have been given. It is an egotism and a, and a conceit of egotism to think that you can change what divinity gave you from the start. No. It's just a conceit of egotism. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> Anybody listening to this go, oh, that Christian, he doesn't know anything. He's just like, you know, uh, there's a woman trapped inside me. And sometimes uh, when a person gets possessed, as I've spoken about on different podcasts, uh, they are possessed by a feminine creature. But it's not feminine grace. It's a feminine creature. Okay, it is, a, it is an entity that resonates with a feminine expression. And so it will dominate you or try to dominate you the way a, a, someone within the feminine expression would. Okay. But when you're just speaking about straight, pure Kundalini, it can be very, very, very different. The other, the opposite thing is true with women. You know, let's say I'm looking at Samantha right now. Samantha Cummings here. Whoops. Sorry about the last name. I'm looking at Samantha. And, uh, you know, sacred masculine would, of course, descend into the top of her head. And sacred feminine would, of course, ascend up her spine and rest at the top of the head. And this is where the unity will take place. Well, let's just say sacred masculine decides to descend a little bit further down into the seventh and then into the sixth and the fifth chakra. Well, with the sixth and the fifth chakra, uh, the visual and the, and the communication, and it's not just verbal communication, it's the, the communication of every cell in the body. It's a communication of, of what divine wants to transfer into your limited awareness. So sacred masculine uh, trans, you know, gives Elizabeth or Samantha a very big, big, big uh, infusion. And all of a sudden she'll start cussing like a sailor. Not that sailors all cuss, but, you know, she'll have these very masculine uh, overtones to her behavior, to her feelings, you know, to, to how her problem resolution will become very, very masculine. And you just got to take a step back and go, okay, sacred masculine is, is in the top part of my being right now. And I need to honor the teachings of sacred masculinity, which includes creation, destruction, okay? I don't know, anybody have a little boy? Anybody have a little boy child? They just love to destroy things. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? I remember being three, and my mother bought me these little crash cars. We just love destroying those things, okay? So destruction is part of the deal. You build a sandcastle, and then you destroy it, right? <laughs> You bomb it or you do whatever it is, but, but you end up destroying it. And that is a process of creation and destruction. So in other words, the clay of creation 
is allowed to take a certain form and then that form is taken away. But because it's been created, it is forever frozen in the consciousness and the experience of consciousness in the multiverse. Getting way too complex here, I know. <laughs> so when you have sacred masculine coming down into your, your seven, six, and fifth chakras, and you're feeling that that strength, that dominance, that that I amness of masculinity, learn from it. Learn from it. Absorb it, but it is not you. Partially it's you, but it's not completely you. Because Samantha's a female, so she has to honor the house that she was given. Now, you know, let's 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 go into Greek mythology for a moment. Um, Athena, Athena was no pushover. <laughs> Athena was quite strong, she's very warlike. Astarta, very strong, very warlike. Uh, let's go into uh, uh, Hindu mysticism and let's go to Kali. Kali is incredibly strong and very, very warlike. So it's not like you, you know, if you're a femininity, you know, it's it's all, you know, soft tissue and, and uh, baby powder, right? It's not that way at all. <laughs> not at all. And, and guys, if you're thinking it is, you really need to re-educate yourself. Uh, both genders have the capacity for extreme levels of strength within Kundalini. And I'm talking physical strength. Okay? Physical strength. Uh, for my experience with physical strength, lifting like 500 pounds on my shoulders and easily carrying it 100 yards. Yeah, easily. Just like going, yeah, this is so great. I could I could carry this lumber <laughs> all the way to the truck. It's, it's nothing. It's it's great. Nobody else could lift it, however. They need help lifting it into the truck. Uh so it's the super strength that pick, picking up a car, you know, that 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 occurs. Not like this so much, but pushing it over. Uh, if you're doing it to help other people, say in a car accident or something of that nature. Uh, super strength is available to both people. Uh, let's see both genders. So uh, uh, let's see here. I'm going to pick on somebody here. Uh, let's see. Magali, show us your Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, show us. Let me see that. You have to add the, the German accent. Now look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Now... She's pretty good. She's she swims every day or a lot lots of times every day for an hour and a half, ladies and gentlemen. That's, those are long muscles she's developing. But now she's like getting on the machines and she's like totally getting buffed and cut, ready and like ah, you know. And her kundalini is compelling her to do these things. Okay, so it, but that's not that. That strength is good strength, and it's healthy strength, and it's good for the body. But the strength that I'm talking about defies physics. In other words, you could lift a 1,000 pounds with the tip of your finger. You don't even need to touch it to lift it. Starting to get bliss here. 
I have to be careful because I can't talk with bliss. I'll just sit here and stare at you with tears going down my face. Uh, yeah, the, the, the kind of strength that I'm talking about is the word she's putting into my head is immaculate strength. Strength of the immaculate. A, a strength that is beyond perfection, beyond perfect, beyond our ideas of perfection. This is what is coming into you. And it applies, it goes across the board of the five bodies of human expression. Does everybody know the five bodies of human expression? The physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the psychological body, the spiritual body. So the strength infuses all of these different levels. And you have to be very careful because it will also infuse the psychological body, which, is, which houses the egotism, the egotistical body. Okay. So you have to be careful with that. But the strength of mind, the sharpness, the acuity of your mind and your intellect, the, the softness and the expansiveness and the serenity of your emotional body. I mean, all of the different qualities from the physical to the spiritual are immensely impacted and um, amplified to a tremendous degree, but only for short periods of time. Michelle, why would it only be for short periods of time? Because we are constantly changing. Is that the transition that we're experiencing? Because the flesh is weak. Oh. The, the flesh is fragile. We are fragile creatures. And when that level of strength comes into, even though it knows your body, it knows your strength, it knows your cellular structure, it knows your genetic structure, it knows your karmic history, it knows pretty much everything about you, it also knows that you live within limitation. You live within limited consciousness, and the limitation of your consciousness forms a limitation with your physical understandings of your own body, your own self, your own immune system. Everything is, is limited. And so the strength, the, the, the Shiva Shakti strength comes to you in little bursts to get your body uh, on the path of nurturing these transcendental states of grace because if you didn't if you just if you just had it all come to you it would kill you literally kill you because Thank it's too you. strong yeah because it's too strong so it because comes because it's yes it's it's like eating the sun okay the literal star <laughs> so so it would just burn you out from the inside out. This does happen to people. You Spontaneous human combustion. Hello. Hello. Uh, science has measured the degrees, the temperature of degrees to have spontaneous human combustion is equivalent to the surface of the sun. 
So when they find these remains of people that have had spontaneous human combustion, and they'll, they'll see a leg, you know, not, not a leg, but they'll see a, a shoe with a foot in it. And they'll, they'll see that the chair the person was, was sitting in was severely burned, but nothing around it was burned. That's because the heat was so intense and so fast, it was like a, a flash burn. Okay. And it just, it really just goes after the core. So you will get a foot or a hand or something like that left over. But this is an example of not having the, the process come to you in a incremental fashion. It must be incremental. And so you get all, all these people that kind of, oh, Master Krishna, I want to awaken my kundalini. I want to awaken my kundalini. What can I do? Uh, you know, do your thing with your hands. You do, just awaken the kundalini. I want the powers. Yes. I want the powers. I want to, you know, I want to have an edge over other people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to take advantage of others. I want to know what they what they know without them knowing that I know what they know, so that I can you know cheat, manipulate, whatever, <laughs> make the money, right? And so, no, no, those there are certain filters because you got to remember. These are the sacred parents that are doing this for us. Sacred parents. How many of you are a parent? Okay. So you're a parent. You know about correcting children because they want to do something. Oh, mommy, I want to touch the stove. The stove looks... You spend so much time there at the stove cooking my, my meals. I just want to... I just want to touch it. Right? They want to share in the power that you have as you prepare the food for, for, for the meal. They want to touch it, and you have to pull them back. You have to grab that little hand and go, no, no. <laughs> go visit Daddy, who's relaxing in the chair. <laughs> go, go touch your Daddy. You know, something like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same with us. It's, and the deal is, it's not because you're less than, you see. It's not because you're less than at all. That's not, that's not the issue. The issue is, is you're, li you're living purposefully within limited consciousness. And in order to come through our own personal karma, we must live within limited consciousness five senses, you know, things of that nature. Uh, but when we begin to come out of that zone of karmic um, retribution or, and karmic reconciliation, well, that's when the kundalini begins to come into us. That's when we start feeling the pull to be of service. That's when we start feeling the pull to, to completely immerse herself in the natural environment in india uh, deep singer are you in india uh yes i'm in india okay so when you're in india and correct me if i'm wrong deep uh i don't know if you've done this research there but the the men that would be typically men because a lot of groups in india don't believe women can have kundalini and you know 
good luck to them. But, <laughs> but when a man gets the Kundalini in India, uh, he tries to get everything fixed for his family so their family continues and everybody's nourished. They have the money that they need so they can buy the food that they need. And then they just go into the jungle and disappear into the jungle. Am I right, Dee? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Are you planning on doing that deep? Is that the plan? I mean, no, that's not the plan. What my plan is, um, you know, I want to know more about myself, about my Kundalini. You know, by the time I'm at your age, I'll be, you know, I'll be in the jungle though. (laughs) So are you you near tigers? Do you have tigers in the jungle near you? No. No tigers? King cobras? Um, no. Yeah, sometimes they come like it's it's the rainy season, so they come come out, yeah, sometimes. But very rare. I, I live in the city, but... You live in the city. Okay, I understand. I understand. Okay. But when you get out into the jungle, you know, yeah. and you're, you're surrounded, and I know the jungle is dangerous and people don't want, they don't want to go there. When you live in India and you read about somebody getting consumed by a tiger, it kind of diminishes your interest in visiting the jungle (laughs) however i you know i keep go like i keep visiting to you know the like himachal and you know uttarakhand these are the places wherein you know the 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 whole jungle is there so so i've been there well i i love the jungle myself uh i haven't been to the indian jungles but i've been to the amazon jungles and I, I, i i heard about you and doing the uh, ayahuasca uh, and uh, right. I read about that yeah, so it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was in the Amazon jungle I was not well one time I was but but I was not participating in ayahuasca because you want you want the you want your animal primate presence when you're in the jungle, because there's lots of things that you have to pay attention to. So for instance, you have to pay attention to the sounds of the animals around you because they'll let you know if there's a predator coming, coming for you. In the Amazon, you will be tracked and stalked for food by five different species of jaguar. Yeah, they'll hunt you. So, so you listen to what the howler monkeys are saying. You listen to what the macaws are saying. You listen to what the insects are saying as you travel forward. Okay, so you don't want to be on drugs when you're in the, in the jungle. <laughs> now, ayahuasca is a little different because you can tune you in, but, but that's another subject. Thank you, Deep. Thank you very much. It's good to talk with you. Thank you. Uh, so... You can have these infusions of grace. The strength of Shiva is beyond words. Just beyond words. There is no way I can describe it verbally. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, yeah. I, what, what happens to me when I try to verbalize it? I just get a blank screen. <laughs> so... <laughs> Shakti, Shakti can be a little more verbose, but uh, the strength of Shiva is really, really, it's beyond what I can explain to you. 
except it does have very specific masculine attributes, very specific. And sometimes uh, those masculine attributes will come to you. And, and if, you're, if your house is feminine this time, if you're living in a feminine household like, like Elizabeth and Michelle and Magali and Julia and Holly, Jen, Samantha, Ingrid, uh, if you're living, uh, Chris, if you're uh, Jolanta, if you're living in a feminine house, uh, then the Shiva will manifest within you. And one of the things it will do with you is want to have sex with you. And you won't have any choice in this, but it's not a rape. You will want to, to have this happen to, with you. You'll be wondering, you know, as you're going through it, as you're, as you're in ecstasy and, and, and serenity and bliss, uh, ecstatic union, uh, you won't even be thinking about any kind of danger because there is no danger for you. There really isn't. Now, if it's a succubi or an incubi, it's a very, very different scenario. Everybody know what incubi and succubi are? Succubus, incubus. Uh, these are sexual feeders. These are creatures that live in a, in a vibration slightly away from humanity. Definitely not higher, just slightly away. Uh, and they'll come to you at night and they will straddle you and they will try to act, uh, uh, activate your sexual organs so that you want to have sex. And they're, they're very good at this. They're very good at this. Um, and they will do that, and then they will they will draw energy from your sexual, uh, <laughs> from your sexual uh, expression. They will draw energy. Uh, and and uh, uh, Sophia asks, uh, how can you differentiate between Shiva and a, and a, and the incubus? And it's uh, not that hard. With the incubus, you get more of a choice. You can fight back with that. With, with Shiva, there's absolutely no choice whatsoever. Absolutely no choice. And it feels, and you, the, the goodness that you feel and the, the knowingness of the goodness that is happening uh, obscures any level of fear or concern that you might have when it is Shiva. When it is Shiva. Or a representative of Shiva. Um. Sometimes uh, if you have a teacher, then the teacher will be used as the Shivic representative. Okay. And I think, Holly, you've had that happen, right? <laughs> so it's never, you never have the fear, right? You never have the, the, the problems, the. Uh... No, there's not, there's, well, there's no choice and I wouldn't, there's no resisting it, and why would I want to? I mean, you, I know absolutely that it's you when you're there representing Kundalini. There's, exactly. It's hard to describe because it's that amazing. It's like merging with Christ consciousness. Yeah, making love with Christ, basically. You know, that type of a, of a thank you, Holly, that type of, a, of an experience. Uh, and the same goes for the, for the masculine, uh, you know, regardless of your belief system, regardless of the religion, 
uh, if you're Christian, you'll be making love with with uh, with Mary, uh, with Mary, or with with an angel, or you know some other representative of the religion that you practice. Uh, if you're Hindu, then you'll be making love with with Shakti or with a Deva. You know that that is a very positive positive event. It's it's not uh, so much about our our understandings of domination domination and submission okay uh those are those are two qualities that are important to discuss uh but not within the context of say the merging with shiva or with within the dream state merging with shakti or shiva okay uh when shiva or shakti come to you in the dream state and you and you do have uh you know the the sexual appetites during that you like like Holly said, you know, you have no control over this, none at all. And you just go with that flow. You go with that flow because there are things for you to learn from it and to experience through it. And it also goes back to what Michelle and I were talking about into the refinement process of the human system. You many of the cultures here on this world have a real problem with sex yeah i was gonna say yeah because um, i had that experience and i think i had the experience with both with the incubus and the and Ooh. shiva as well yeah. and with shiva it just felt pure like it felt like it was not from this world because this world uh perceives sex as being, um, you know, dirty or... Exactly. Exactly right, Michelle. Yeah, so, you know... Can I ask has, a question? Uh, yes, oh. Deep. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so does it happen in dream state or, like, when you're conscious? Both, actually. <laughs> so so I, I, need, I have another question. Like... So I, you know, I, earlier I was into drugs, right? So the, like, first time I did acid and I felt this sensation wherein it was Shiva, right? I, it was like, I, I still, like, it was like, you know, something different or, you know, magical. And I still couldn't, you know, comprehend it, like what exactly it was. And today when you told me that, you know, it was this thing, you know, this, this is the, the you know, whole thing happened and everything is so connected i mean like i cannot express that you know it was like it was like magical <laughs> was that a question <laughs> you have to um i didn't get the question there deep so so, so my question was was it like like Oh no, question has been answered. However, like it, it only happens in dream state. That was the question. Or it can be No, 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 no. But but thank you for the question. That's a good question. Uh Kundalini is not limited in any way, shape, or form. But what it will do is it will come to you in your dream state and in the visionary waking state. The dream state, it will start out typically in the dream state, and then it begins to filter its way in to your waking state, okay? And so what happens 
you'll be having a dream. And let's say Shakti Yeshiva is coming to you. And she, they're standing at the, the side of your bed and you'll be, you'll be mesmerized. There's that word again, mesmerized. You'll be mesmerized by them. You'll be, you'll be looking at them and you'll be having bliss and ex- just by their presence there. And then you'll wake up and they're still there. You see, you'll wake up and they're still there. You're still seeing them. They're still talking to you. They're still doing whatever they're there to do with you. And they're doing it in the waking state. This is, this is important to understand it. They come to you while you're, when you're wide awake as well. And so, why so would they, they do why, why Deep, why would they come to you when you're wide awake? What, what purpose does that serve? <laughs> they come to you when you're wide awake because they're, they're stress testing your idea of reality. Okay. They're stress testing your ideas of what is real and what is not real. Now, if you went to the doctor, you said, oh, doctor, doctor, I saw Shakti. She came out of a wall and she was standing there next to my bed and talking to me, telling me I'm doing good work because of my Kundalini practice. What do I do? And the doctor will say, oh, you're just hallucinating. Here, take this drug. That'll stop that. Okay. Uh, MDs will do everything they can do to close down your kundalini symptoms. And this is why you don't go to an MD for kundalini symptoms. Okay, this is why you don't do that. Even if they're they're frightening symptoms, like having your heart rate go so fast that that you think you're gonna die, or, you know, having kriyas that are so strong and so strange that you think you're having seizures. They're kriyas, they're kriyas, that's what they are. Nothing for a person to worry about. So they come to you in the waking state because you need to begin to accept the wider view of what the true reality actually is. The true reality includes spiritual forms. It includes forms that have been uh, created out of thought. It includes forms that are trans-dimensional, okay? It includes forms such as elves and fairies and gnomes and dwarves and, you know, the whole list of mythological creatures. They're just a step out of phase with us. Everybody know what phase is? P-H-A-S-E, everybody? You know what that is? If you do, if you don't, be honest now. Holly? <laughs> So I, I think, isn't it more like a frequency, though? Because yes, then I exactly, see them exactly. clearly. And frequency, exactly but then right. when I'm startled, I can, they disappear right in front of me. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's like a frequency. It's like a frequency. And as you tune the frequency in on your radio, 
and you know you could feel it coming in weak so it's way out there weak and then you turn it in stronger and stronger and then it's crystal clear right once you once you get right on that frequency well it's very similar with these other creatures and this is what the shakti and the shiva are doing is they're expanding your perception okay expanding your perception of the actual reality without the blinders of the five-sense human body system. Everybody understand that? Is that as clear as mud? <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change subject a little bit here, right here, because Gary had a very interesting happen to him. Thing. Can I talk about this, Gary? Okay, Gary, I want you to tell them the story of how you found what you found and then what you did with it. Uh, I don't know, like four years ago, I was hired to clear out an abandoned house after, before any renovations that were done. And in the closet, I found a box. Inside the box, I found some what I thought was some Tibetan looking crosses. Um, I thought they looked kind of unique and interesting. So I took them home. Uh, they sat in a drawer for a few months. And then once I found them again, I decided I was just gonna hang them on the wall. I did some inquiries and I was told that they were Haitian hand crosses. They were metal. Uh, there were three of them. They all had different types of symbols on them. And so I just hung them up next to each other on the wall in the kitchen. And uh, I'm just recently, I've been smudging my house. I have no idea how to smudge. My kundalini has been leading me how to smudge. And especially lately, the, I've been, the kundalini has been very active around these hand crosses. Um, the last smudge I did yesterday, my kundalini literally led me over to them and made me touch each cross specifically in different places. Um, and then after that, I was made to walk, back, walk backwards and get out of the kitchen. So, um, you know, I've been meaning to talk to Master Christmas about it. So I sent him a picture of the crosses last night and then we had an interaction and, and uh, he told me what to do with them because they weren't good. <laughs> don't want to do uh and he didn't do anything wrong he everything everything he did was out of innocence really and it's innocence in an in and of itself is a power um yeah just watch a child walk through the jungle without being attacked by anything that's there is a power in innocence and a protection that the innocent people have and what Gary brought into his house was a, and there was a reason why that was in a box, in the closet, in the abandoned house. You know, there was a good reason for that because these were sacred, dark, dark, dark frequencies. Portals, you might say, portal, demonic portals that he hung up in his kitchen. And what he hasn't told you is there's been some outbreaks of extreme negativity within his family. Is that right, Gary? 
yeah, outbreaks of extreme negativity in his family. And so you want to be very, very careful about what you bring, like say Sophie is in uh, ancient Italy right now. And so let's just say Sophie's like digging around, you know, and she, she follows this cave down there and, and a little bit of the cave wall collapses on, on the side of her and she goes in and she finds an amulet. She goes, oh my God, I have an artifact, an amulet. I'm gonna take it with me and I'm gonna wear it. She has no idea what that amulet represents. Just like Gary had no idea what those crosses represented. And you can make a very positive uh, prayer. You can, phys you can physicalize that prayer. You can physicalize it. By, you can physicalize that prayer by using sorcery and certain forms of magic. And you can three-dimensionalize it. So you can bring that into the three dimensions. And that, that forms a doorway. Okay. That forms a doorway. And that doorway can be, you know, for what whatever the, the sorcerer or the person doing that work wants it to be. And often a negative satanic types of prayers are used in this way. I don't know of too many positive ones. So this is what he had, and, and he had to destroy. Gary had to take a hammer and hammer those things, disfigure them in some way so that they didn't have the same power. And then he had to throw them in the river because running water has the ability to wash those things away. Okay. But you want to be very careful what you bring into your house. You want to be very careful what you put around your neck. You don't want to shop at these estate sales <laughs> unless you know the people. You know, if you if you know the estate of the of the person that passed away and they're selling, you know, her jewels and you knew her and you knew she was a good person, well, that's fine. Fine, do that. But if you don't know them, and you want whatever it is you're getting at the estate sale, put it in running water for at least 24 hours. Okay? If it's a ring, tie a rope around it. Uh, tie the other end of the rope to a stake underwater. And let that ring just be underwater for at least 24 hours. That'll cleanse it. That'll purify it. Then you can wear it. Okay. Uh, Ma Master Chrisom, um, when I went to destroy the artifacts, I, I went down a trail and I had my headlamp on because it was dark here in Michigan. And right by the riverbank, there happened to have been placed a brand new stump that allowed me to put the artifacts on the stump to smash them over and over again. So it was just, it was very interesting. I, I was watching myself, I was almost witnessing myself do it. It was like, almost like I was in a horror movie that it was pitch black. The, the full, almost full moon was out. I'm on the riverbank. I'm watching myself do this. I'm saying the mantra. I'm ensuring that no single piece gets, you know, left. And I'm throwing them individually into the river in different places. And, uh, and then I kick, I kick just for good measure. I could kick the stump into the river. Just 
that's the thing. That's the thing is you just want to be careful what you're bringing home. Um, I took a trip to Ireland and, and I, by chance I saw the ruins of a huge estate from the 1700s. And the actual mansion itself had burned down three times. But the servants' quarters and a, and a portion of the mansion were still there. And so they were giving me a little tour. And so I, I walked into this huge room. And on the, on the left side of the room, as you walked in, there was like a 15-foot by 15-foot mirror. And as soon as I stepped in front of that mirror, I could feel what had happened to people in front of that mirror. Okay. And they did some really, really nasty things to each other. Really bad things to other people. The British to the Irish, Irish in this, in this uh, scenario. Uh, so definitely with mirrors, you want to be very, very careful with what kind of a mirror. Don't go to an, uh, an auction house and take a mirror out of there and then put it in your house. Okay. Matter of fact, uh, you know, I say cover up as many of your mirrors as you can. Okay. I'm sure you need a bathroom mirror. That's fine. One. You don't need a thousand. <laughs> I mean, you're all beautiful. I can tell you that right now. You're all absolutely beautiful people. You don't need to worry about that. Okay. All right. So that's the reason why she comes, the, the, the Shakti, the Shiva come to us, descend into our bodies for short periods of time so that we can begin to absorb the different frequencies that surround us all the time. Okay. It's very important that you, that you take that absorption slowly and that you begin to, to understand what you're being shown and why. Okay. And let me tell you, the, the truth of, of reality is stranger than the fiction of reality. Okay. Uh, People have been creating thought forms for many, many years. Thought formation. So, so uh, I'm thinking of a thought formation now. Okay. A gargoyle. Everybody know what a gargoyle is? Anybody know what a gargoyle? Michelle, do you know what a gargoyle is? A gargoyle is this... this this monstrous kind of creature that sits on the ancient buildings, staring down at people, you know, and they were used to scare away the demons, the, the people that built them, used them to scare demons away or, or the, the evil eye, whatever, however they phrased it uh, away from that building. So it was a form of protection. Um, but those gargoyles were modeled after something that is interdimensional, you see. Those gargoyles were demons being used to frighten other demons. 
and the way they came through that, the way the way the the artist was able to make that sculpture, was through the actualization of seeing these creatures. Now you got to remember, as I mentioned before, the old the ancient people had a very very uh, vivid relationship with Kundalini. Uh, it wasn't just the rishis in India. The Mayas knew about this. The, the ancient Egyptians knew about this. The, the ancient Celtics and the, and the Chinese. I mean, I mean every uh, community of humanity on this world had experiences with Kundalini. Anybody that has a spine, you know, you, 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 you go over to, to, to Chile in South America, and God, look at that. They all have spines, just like we do. <laughs> so, Kundalini is transcultural. One of the nice things about the, uh, the Rishis is they kept a lot of their uh, information intact. And that information can be accessed today to a degree. <coughs> to a degree it can be accessed why the, the reason i say to a degree is because the british scholars and the scholars of scientific renown even the vedic scholars unless they have kundalini they won't be able to understand the rig veda it was written by Kundalini for those who have the Kundalini. Rig Veda being one of the oldest uh, uh, intact books of, of knowledge, esoteric knowledge uh, in existence that we know of or that science uh, recognizes. You understand that, Deep? Yeah, but uh, honestly speaking, I have never tried to, you know, read any Vedas because uh, there's a saying like if you start it you have to like read it till the end so there's something like that yeah you know the accent is just killing me here I'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay it's alright I'm sure it's a, it's a weakness in me actually not you um, I don't know what you said anybody help me with this Master Chris, and he said that they, in their culture, that they start the start of Veda, they have to finish it. So he didn't want to start it and stop and then not finish it. Exactly. Oh, I see. I see. Thank you. Thank you. Michelle, I, I understand that it's late there. I understand. Thank you. Sweet um, dreams. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's a Monday morning here. So it's actually 7 a.m. Oh. Yeah, you have to go so, to work. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I Thank hope you. to see you next week. I hope to see you as well. Thank you, Michelle, for joining Bye. us. And, and Christina, for you as well, because um, I know that you're both from Australia. Uh, all right, very good. Uh, what did he say again, uh, Gary? He said that in, they, it's their, they don't want, like to start a VEDA and not finish it. So you're supposed to start the Veda and finish it. And so he didn't want to start it and not be able to finish it. So that's why he had oh, to start the oh. Veda. Who made that rule up, Deep? So so it says like Veda, Gita, 
if you start reading it you know you have to finish it else you know like this there's a saying when when you say like half of the knowledge is dangerous right yeah so yeah, yeah. it's related to that i i understand i understand that uh see once again you know people in their ignorance they blow things way out of proportion okay so what 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 they're not saying that once you open the book you have to finish the book all in one reading okay no no and you won't understand it anyway okay kundalini yeah. wrote the book the 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 rishis wrote the book and these rishis had the kundalini and so what they do is is they do something very similar to what shakti does to the body is they they couched it in poetry and so you read the poems and you're able to get as much as you can in that one reading of that particular poem, right? You can get that poetry into it. Say, so, okay, I understand what they're saying. Okay. So let's just, I'm going to pretend. I know it says something like this in the Rig Veda. So it's like, when you bend like the willow, you will not break like the oak. Okay. Uh, a brittle tree uh, will snap, whereas the subtle tree stays intact. Okay, and so they're 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 teaching you to to be flexible in your life, also in your body. Okay, you can take that. There's there's a surface level of information that the Rig Veda will give you. Then there's a middle level of information above that. And then there's the high frequency information. So it's three levels of information at the same time. You understand? Anybody? Okay. And this goes with the Rig Veda, the Samaveda. Uh, not all the Vedas are written that way, but definitely the Rig Veda. When I opened the Rig Veda, I immediately knew this was a Kundalini communication. And then, and so then you have to go into deep gratitude for the Rishis and for the for the the people of India to preserve this so well. So, hats off to you, Deep. <laughs> Master no. Chris, I have a yes. question regarding the Vedas. So what, what if uh, a person doesn't have Kundalini and they've translated this and they've put it out in an English version? Is that nothing to worry about? Is it just you read it and let Shakti, you let your Kundalini decipher it for you? Always, always. So it doesn't matter. Then just read it and just absorb it. And well, it does. And you want to find you find you want to find the best. Um, I understand, Brett. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be with you just in a second. Uh, you want to find the best translation that you can. Okay. You want to find the best translation that you can. One that is authenticated by, say, uh, people that speak uh, Sanskrit or the Sanskriti language, okay? Uh, no, uh, Jordan, you don't have to read it in order. Now, now, going back to deep, you know, 
you know, deep, you know, says they say you have to do this, this and that. And so I don't know who they is. And I don't know why they are saying that. But you can open up any point in the Rig Veda and receive strong levels of blessing. Same with, with the, uh, the uh, oh, what do they call it? What? What's the big book over there, Deep Singh for Hindu? What's it called again? Are uh, you talking about the Gita? Yeah, the Gita. Same with the Gita. You can open the Gita up anywhere and receive beautiful, huge levels of divine wisdom. And the, the Bhagavad Gita is really a great source for that, too. Now, I'm going to come on over here to Mr. Aronson. Hello, my friend. And, and do you have a question? Uh, Hello. Just uh, wondering if, hello. So Brett says the deep communication in the Vedas is still in the translation. So there you have it. I, I agree. I agree. Thank you, Brett. As long as they're good translations. As long as they're good translations. And, and uh, Jordan says, must the Rig Veda be read in order? My copy is a selection of 108 hymns that are annoyingly not in original order. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, there's, there is something to, to what Deep is saying and what they, whoever they are, are saying is, is, is you, if, when you start to read the Rig Veda, you want to keep your interest in it. It's not like a fiction book that you just read a couple chapters, then you set it down. But I'm going to say, go a step further and begin to live the knowledge that the Rig Veda puts out. Begin to live the knowledge that the Bhagavad Gita puts out. Begin to live the knowledge that the Quran or the Bible or, or any of these sacred holy books put out. Don't just set it down. See, now I'll contradict myself there because... I do a form of divination. I've, I've done this with uh, Chris, and I've done it with, with Magali, and I've done it with Julia. It's a form of divining through a holy book. And so what I do, I don't have any holy books around me. Right? Well, actually, I do. Just a second here. All right. I'm going to use... Uh, uh, Marcus Aurelius Meditations, right? So I'm going to use that. You can use this kind of a book, okay? Matter of fact, this is the book that I used for uh, Magali and Christina when they were here. Da -da, there we go. All right. And uh, so you do this with the book. Let me just get into the camera here. Here we go. You do that, right? And you say the situation is Elizabeth McKee. The situation is Elizabeth. The situation is Elizabeth. And then you let your left thumb stop on the left side of the book. Sometimes the left hand will come over to the right side. Okay. And let's see. If you want to gain control of pain, open up this blessed book. 
and enter deep within it. Its wealth of philosophy will bring you to see with ease all the future, the present, and the past. And you will see that joy and distress have no more power than smoke. There you go, Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. All right. So you can particulate these books. I do it within the sense of divination. Um, div divination means divining or finding a divine element or construct or level of information from a book. So, yeah, um, I do particulate books. I do. But I'll also read them from cover to cover. I haven't read this book yet from cover to cover because I find it more appropriate for uh, to particulate it. Okay. The Rig Veda is big. It's a big book. And so, it, you know, it's... Uh, you're not going to be able to to breathe it all in one breath. You're going to have to take your time with it and read it. Um, you, I recommend it. I really do. I recommend. I recommend it. Uh, don't feel that you have to read it all through, all at once, deep. Don't worry about no, that. Not like all at once. It's like. If you start, you have to like, you know, complete the book. book. Not okay, that's fine. That's fine. But you can read a page a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can read one one word a day. So there's, yeah, there's but no however, you have to read it like complete the whole book. You have to complete it. It's not like you just start <laughs> it and just leave it in the middle. Like oh, those, those like, are just, like, those are just the people wanting to make sure that you get all the information. Yeah, that, that's what it means, yeah. Yeah, 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 I understand that. So, yeah, um, you can particulate these books. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the stories, a lot of the information that you get in the Vedas, that you get in, in some of the other spiritual books, have been planted by divinity for humanity to ingest. What the Kundalini does is it brings you into the ability to write a holy book you see the difference between reading it and writing it in order to write it you must know what you are writing if you read if you read the words that i write if you've read my books if you if, if you if you read the written word that that the kundalini has given to you through my vocabulary through 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 my work and 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 in tandem with Julia, who you know has published it, uh, you can see what I'm talking about. You can. Uh, it's see. not in India yet, right? What? It's not in India, right? It's on like Amazon. Amazon. Is, is Amazon in India? Is like, but Amazon India is different, and Amazon is different, right? What do you think, Julia? Not sure. Uh, because because I tried to check it in Amazon India, it was not there. Well, did you did you just go? Did you just put my name in, or did you put the title of the book there? Wild Kundalini. Yes, I put the whole like I copied the whole name from the link which you have, you know, posted in the group, and then I went to my Amazon. I you know 
pasted it there. So it was not there. I mean, I really wanted to, you know. Well, um, I, I'm not quite sure how to get it on Amazon. I'm not even sure that the Indian, the Indian people that control that part of Amazon would even want some guy who's never been to India talking about Kundalini. I run into a lot of uh, resistance uh, from some of the spiritual groups in India. Okay. Because they think that I should be Hindu, that I should speak fluent Sanskrit. You know, they have, they have these preconceptions that they, they try to protect their culture with. They don't want some guy out there, you know, using the word Kundalini without having some sort of uh, Vedic background, right? So I run into that. Um, if, 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 uh, if it's not too expensive, maybe we can ship some down to you. Julie, you have any of those extra ones? She does. So let's look at the shipping costs from France, from Besançon, France, to India. And then uh, we'll see if we can make that arrangement. Okay, Deep? Great. Thank you. Okay, Julia? Okay. All right. And Mag Magdalene is the, is the, uh, the key point there in, in Besançon. All right. Very good. Very good. So what the, what the Shakti and Shiva will do is they will gently begin to change your idea and your perception of reality. All of a sudden, you'll start seeing entities. All of a sudden, you'll start seeing creatures that don't really exist, but they do exist because you saw them, but nobody else saw them. Therefore, they don't exist to everybody because not everybody's having kundalini. Okay. You'll begin to uh, manifest the ability to hear certain sounds and, and hear certain types of phenomena that, uh, that other people just aren't aren't hearing and you don't want to go around and say oh hey did you hear that did you hear this you know they're going to start thinking you're crazy they're going to they're going to become afraid of you okay they'll become afraid of you and you don't want that to occur you don't want that to occur you you want people to be okay with you and so you can't really reach out for validation of your kundalini phenomena based upon their appreciation of what it is you're you're experiencing because they're not experiencing it so you don't get to have community except here with other people like we're doing right now uh, you don't get to have that kind of community uh, this is another form of of uh sequestering that the kundalini will do to you sequestration or, or sequestering is, is 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 keeping you cut off from society to a large degree julia i'm gonna i'm gonna interview julia a little bit here how long have you been living in that flat that you're in right now over two, two years how many friends have you had over what does that mean? Zero. Wait a minute. So you've lived in that flat for two years and you've had no friends come over? 
Correct. I have no friends. But wait a minute. You, you look at you, you beautiful girl here. You have no friends. What's going on with that? Kundalini isolation. I live in Kundalini isolation. Right. That's exactly right. Kundalini will isolate you while you're in the population. She'll arrange for Julia to have a job that allows her to support herself in London or the, in a, a northern suburb of London called Walking uh, to, to pay an exorbitant rent, okay, to, 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 uh, to live right in the downtown section. I mean, she crosses the street and she's in a mall. Okay, so she's right downtown, and yet she's not allowed to meet anybody or to make friends or to have a relationship. None of those things. You understand the reasoning for this? The reason for this is that the Kundalini does not want her to be distracted away from the great work that kundalini is relationships are not as important as the great work that kundalini is and they call it some of the some of the western uh, magi call kundalini the great work the great work this is this is what all of you all of you every single one of you on here this is what you're all Presenting to yourself right now. The great work. You won't be allowed to have a family. If you have a family, you may not be allowed to keep it. This work is more important than anything of a mundane value. And I know, and I know this, you know, this rubs a lot of people wrong. And they're thinking, well, it's like Holly, you know, you know, I've, I've got kids i've got children i've got to raise well that's okay you can raise your kids but you don't get to have a lot of outside friendly contact with other people and it, this comes in degrees now julia is is a is a very very strong degree magdalene you know magdalene's worked with me for 13 years um, how many boyfriends have you had in 13 years magdalene um okay uh, let me think uh try to try to if, if you run out of fingers you know <laughs> the last 13 years maybe one. one one boyfriend in 13 years how long did that relationship last um, not long uh like maybe nine months but not um uh, very serious yeah right right same thing same thing with magdalene but she was allowed she was allowed to to try you know she was allowed to try and she and i know i was working with her then and and, and you know she gave it her best shot but he just wasn't up to it okay like is it a choice that you have to make or like how it's like, a choice. Like, it's a, it's a choice that's made for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Because in a lot of ways, Kundalini absorbs your ability to have choice. Uh, because because in India, like, uh, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, there are a certain places where you want to learn these, you know, if you want to become a guru or, you know, you want to uh, Why? learn about yourself. Why would anybody right? want to become a guru? I mean, I mean, there are places in, in Rishikesh. So, so people go there and, you know, just uh, uh, learn about themselves and they become a guru. Like, uh, you know, a self-awareness kind of thing. Well, yeah, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's always good to learn about yourself. Now you look at Mihail and Magdalena, I believe, right? Magdalene, Magdalena? Yes. They're just starting. Right, you're just starting to have a, a friendship that way. Is that right? Yes. <clears throat> this is in no way designed to to uh, to have you lose confidence in that, because you have to remember, Mihail, Mihail has Kundalini, and if she didn't want that to happen, it wouldn't be happening. And now, Magdalena, I think you have it as well. Uh, but I haven't known you as long. Okay, and I haven't worked with you as long as I've worked with Mihaya. Okay. So that so in in no way does it am, am I saying that the isolation uh, needs to ruin your relationship? I'm just saying that for some folks, they don't get to have one. The relationship is strictly with the Kundalini. Okay. But I understand that like Gary's got a wife and, and Jolanta lives with a man and, and uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Christina, you know, has a loving husband. Uh, so, you know, I understand that, that, that people are there in your life, but you just don't get to focus as much on them as you normally would. Now with like Mihail and, and Magdalena, uh, they can learn uh, about the Kundalini through the eyes of each other. Through the eyes of each other. And this gets into some of the tantric uh, uh, um, broadcasting, okay, which I have done, and I, and I know what that's like, and it is powerful stuff. It is powerful stuff. Um, the stuff that I teach, though, goes beyond Tantra. It goes beyond almost any other system that I know of. Uh, so it's not like I get to look for students. They get called. They get called by their own grace to come work with me. And, and that's what's happened with, with Julia uh, Magdalene. Uh, Jalanta, Sophia, Holly, you know, it's, there, are, there, are, there are consequences to working with me. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, go figure. Uh, but uh, Heidi says, how about the relationship where both individuals have the Kundalini? Well, that's what I'm talking about with Mihail. 
and Magdalena and and Heidi. Is this is this the Heidi that I know? Who never yes. comes here? <laughs> <laughs> because it's so late here. <laughs> I understand. I totally it's understand. almost midnight. So I know, usually I know. I'm so tired. <laughs> and you have your you have your little kid too. Uh, yes, but not every day, I have to admit. Okay. He's sometimes um, by the father. If if uh, if both people have kundalini, then then you can learn, and and if the kundalini supports that relationship, then she's definitely supporting you learning about the kundalini through having that relationship. So, so ideally, a marriage is a reflection of sacred masculine, sacred feminine unity. Okay, that I the ideal of a marriage is that. The problem with that is nobody, nobody, very few people reach that ideal. You know, it's it's more uh, of a of a of a need for security, of a need to be loved, to be to be appreciated, to to have children, to uh, to satisfy the mundane requirements of survival on this world. Okay. In many ways, Kundalini doesn't care about your survival. And yet she does. She just doesn't care about your egotistic relationship to survival strategies. She'll do what she wants to do with you, whether you like it or not. Um, but she also understands uh, what your needs are. She understands what your needs are, and she understands what levels of acceptance you have. So deep, deep has certain levels of acceptance. Uh, uh, Jordan has other different levels of acceptance. Bruno, Bruno Maria, he has other different levels of acceptance. We're not the same in this context. Okay, we're not the same. But what will happen is is uh, she will associate you with those that have very similar aspects. So for instance, uh, Julie is going to be associated with Magdalene for a while. They're going to live together and, and learn about their Kundalini uh, through a triad, a, a system of triad, a triple. Okay. Um, uh, Holly, Holly right now, you know, uh, she's learning about patience. She's learning about understanding. She's learning about compassion she's learning about long suffering she's also learning about how to to have extreme levels of grace and deal with mundane issues all at the same time okay mundane issues that include oh you know keeping the boys from fighting oh uh, getting dinner ready oh making sure the clothes are, are washed or if I always told her to make them wash their own clothes, but okay, whatever. Uh, you know, satisfying, you know, the, the nutritional requirements for, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, satisfying the emotional requirements of the husband. You know, these, these all cascade into her. And she's learning how to have that within the amplified state of Kundalini. Okay, not an easy thing, not an easy thing to do. And for those of you 
that have similar situations like Gary does and um, uh, Chris does and, and uh, uh, I don't know if Jen does or not, but you know what I'm saying. If there, there, are, there are those of you that have similar scenarios and it's important to realize that. Uh, so when you both have Kundalini, uh, you're being given the, op the opportunity to do that. Not all of you will be given that opportunity. Julia is not given that opportunity. Mag Magali is not given that opportunity. Um, John is not given that opportunity. I'm looking. Some of you are and some of you aren't. Like Chris. Chris is and is not at the same time. Okay. David is not being given that opportunity. They're being given the opportunity of... David's opportunity are similar to Holly. Um, Magdalene's and Julia's are similar. You can kind of see birds of a feather flock together, right? That kind of is is is, is a uh, reality that's created by the different levels of kundalini uh expression of that great work some of you the requirement is kundalini day and night and day and night all the time for the purposes of ascension it's an all-the-time thing. Okay. Not only do you fill your mind and your soul and your body, but you fill the space around you with that quality. You feel the room. You fill the house. You feel the land with grace. And in order to do that, you have to constantly have your focus on it. Now, now, nobody here right now has a constant focus of grace all the time, not even the ones that are sequestered or isolated. But some of you are getting close with it. And some of you won't have a choice with it. It will get to the point where it does you, whether you do it or not, it's still being done. See what I'm saying? It's still being done, whether you think you have a choice about it or not. In reality, you don't have a choice. The choice is the Kundalini. For some of you, you will be pushed so hard outside of your comfort levels with regards to actions and activities and experiences that show, it's, it's almost like she's trying to drive you away from the Kundalini. Like St. Bernadette. St. Bernadette, uh, the woman that started the, the healing waters at, uh, what's the name of that place, Magali? Lourdes. Lourdes, right. The healing waters of Lourdes. Uh, St. Bernadette, she was forced by Kundalini 
to go out and in front of the entire village, you know, 50, 60 people, in front of that entire village, she was forced to get on her hands and knees and eat grass like a cow. She was forced to crawl on her hands and knees over to a muddy water and lap that muddy water up like a dog. And this upset the villagers. This greatly upset them. So imagine what it does to you and, and, and your friends around you when, when she has you do such things. And she will have you do such things. Holly, have you done anything like that? Yeah, I did. I ate the grass like naked and grazed like a cow, but I didn't drink the muddy water. I didn't get that far yet. And the grass didn't taste that bad. <laughs> it's actually got lots of vitamin C in it, too. Okay. I just, I, you know, I have, I have Holly come out and say that because I want you to know that I'm not joking about this. This is not a joke. And if you look at what happened with St. Bernadette, she had contact. She had physical and visual contact with Shakti Kundalini 18 times that they know of. And her body is still not decomposing and she died in the 18 late 1850s they won't let you see her body they won't let you see it so we can't really say that with total clarity but she got the kundalini she was activated and she became awakened and to this day you can go to the healing waters at lord's france magdalene does tours there you know four times a year you can contact Magdalene and she'll give you a tour there. She's got a new car that she'll take you down in there with. So, <laughs> I think um, if, I, if I come to France uh, in February and then the three of us may take a trip down to Lourdes and, and have that experience again. Would you be interested in that, Magdalene? Julia? Uh, thumbs up. Okay. And any of you who want to join us, Christina, Gary, Trusty. So there's a possibility I might be going to France in February. If it can be afforded deep, you can, you're welcome to come. Vincent, Ingri, Zalishko, Barbara, Jen. We'll make it a, we'll make it a big uh, caravan. <laughs> and believe me, they have lots of caravans. That go to yeah. Lourdes. Yeah, let's go to France, everyone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and and you do feel the energy in the water, and they don't want you to get your head under the water, but put your head under the water anyway. Definitely, all the way up to the seventh chakra. So yeah, yeah, it's, this is a possibility, and. Uh, be good to see you guys if you wanted to do that. We could all meet in where? I guess Lords. Make the pilgrimage to Lords. 
Oh, and Brett says, I'm already thinking of a trip to France in spring. There you go. There you go. So be nice. It, it's always nice to do things with other Kundalini people. Believe me, it is a it is really fun. It is really because the energy is so high. It's almost like you become drunk with Shakti. Literally, seriously. I mean, you're not like falling down or anything, but you just you this the, the euphoria. The euphoria can be so 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 high which is why it's always fun to put on seminars because you attract these people that are just really beautiful beyond the words, beautiful beyond the words. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be all for that. If you guys want to do it, I'd, I'd have to insist that Bruno comes though, because he looks the most like Jesus. And I think that would be helpful. If, just, if, we, if we need anything, we just say, look, Jesus, right? Look, there's Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, I like Lourdes because it was the site of Kundalini manifesting uh, for very specific purposes to an individual and creating the, the uh, circumstances required for a healing center to be given. So, uh, very similar to John of God's. And I know John of God is, 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 is living in, in his memory is not as honored as it was before the Me Too movement. But I can tell you what, his stuff worked. His healings worked. I experienced it directly. And I experienced what did the healing through him. So, yeah. These places exist on this world. Lord's is one of them. John of God's place was another one. And I'm sure there are others here, like Chamayo in New Mexico. In a lot, uh, for thousands of years, Native Americans have gone to Chamayo, C-H-M-A-Y-O, to Chamayo, New Mexico, to to sit in the mud, to, to let the interesting magnetic properties of that area bring healing to their physical body. It's, been, it's become a very religious place. I've spoken of it before, so I won't, I won't uh, go too far into it, but this, be, this there is a, uh, I forget what they call it, but when you prostrate yourself on the road and uh, instead of walking, you're a walking prostration. So you prostrate yourself. Uh, you basically take three steps. You prostrate yourself again and so on and so forth for 80 miles. Think about that takes a little while and uh you do that all the way until you get to the to the uh to the sacred ground in chamayo and then uh then you break your fast so to speak you break your that physical fast um 
I have a question here on uh, Jordan asks me, uh, will Kundalini allow a lifestyle of traveling? Yes, most certainly. It will indeed. Yes, I mean, take it from me. I, Jeez. I've lived in cars for years. <laughs> Before I knew what was happening to me, I was not having a good time of it uh, at all. And I was homeless for 12 years. And, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, I found spaces and work. And then I was homeless for a few years after that. And I technically, I don't have a home. Okay. But I have a vehicle these days, so I can live in my, in my Pontiac vibe if I have to. It'd be a little tight, but I could do it. <laughs> uh, actually, the, the more uh, pressured you are and the more, <clears throat> the more stressed you are, the more activity comes to you. But you still must keep your serenity, keep your peace, keep your patience, okay? Keep your practice, your kundalini practice. Uh, you don't need a brick-and-mortar house. You don't need that. You don't need a front lawn that you mow every week. You don't need a little white picket fence that goes around your house. You don't need a dog and a cat, although they're nice. You just need food and water and sometimes a form of shelter. This is why I was talking with Deep Singh Deep earlier. You know, these guys go straight into the jungle. They go straight into the jungle. Okay, they're not looking for a hotel. They go straight into the jungle and they disappear into the jungle. That's what they do. And that's what a lot of pilgrims do. You know, they have that traveling lifestyle. And they're going to a place like, like the, the pilgrimage to Chimayo. I could make a pilgrimage to Chimayo right now. I could start it. And I'm about 1,500 miles away. Okay, I could just start walking. Now, what I did when I was in, in my earlier process, I would, uh, I had a prayer rug and I would, I would pray five times a day, meditate, pray, uh, do my exercises five times a day. Okay. And while I was doing that, while I was immersing myself in that, the Kundalini found me employment that paid me so that I could do this. So I could, I could be at work and do my practice five times a day. Okay, the circumstances were arranged. And this is what our people have such a hard time with this. It's because, like, you know, I. I they're so used, it's like, okay, I got to get up at, at six in the morning so I can get to work by eight. 
you know, and, and, and they get tied into these, these time trials, these time zones, these time periods, and, and they forget that the Kundalini is unlimited in its reach into their reality. They forget that, and they get locked into this ideology. They have to go out and find this work. Well, to some degree, you do have to, to look for it, but you have to also earn the right to have that kind of a life by doing your practices without needing to be reminded to do them. This is what happens with Magali. She's a freelancer. She is literally a freelancer. Okay. She's a freelancer that does her work every single day and night and day and night and so forth. And she gets jobs. Her schedule gets so full, she has to turn down jobs. You understand what I'm saying here? Shakti will look after you, but you have to nurture her within you. You have to do that practice without needing to be told like a five-year-old. Okay? You have to do it every single day. And there are no days off. <laughs> Finally, how many days off have you had in the past 13 years? Sometimes you say, you say today you can have a, you can have a relaxing day, uh, like maybe one, one time per week, maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, I never used to give her any time off at all, ladies and gentlemen. She had to do practice 24-7, except for sleeping. And in, and in sleeping, she was going straight into Kundalini school every night, every single night. So she was inundated 24-7 with Kundalini work. And after 10 years of that, I started to give her an hour a day to just relax and, and watch the news or to read a book or do whatever she wanted. Okay. And, and some days I would give her the whole day off. I would just say, just take the day, you know, this is your day, do whatever you feel like. And even then she wouldn't take the whole day. She would, she would do something for the Kundalini, even on those moments. This is why I'm telling you, this is the great work. This is the greatest thing that you can spend your life doing. Because it doesn't just affect you. It affects the entire world and all the life forms on it. Divine grace is interspecies. It helps everything. Everything. From the flowers in the field to the to the fish in the sea, to the bacteria and the viruses floating around, to the life forms that have not even yet been discovered on this planet. The divine affects everything. And so when Julia comes over to Magdalene's place, she's going to be 
inundated with kundalini all the time and she's well prepared she's well prepared for that okay Trusty, pay attention to this mihail all of you really pay attention to this because the isolation is absolutely necessary so you're isolated away from pornography you're isolated away from addiction you're isolated away from the thoughts and issues that that abound in society the one thing that you're not isolated away from is society itself you're just isolated away from certain aspects of society so now she wants me to talk about the war the upcoming war okay the the third world war scenario if russia decides to use nukes on ukraine then the radioactive cloud will pass over europe okay it'll pass into scandinavia it'll pass through france it'll pass even uh through england and then through northern canada and then continuously around the world for a long time you need to start making some plans my friends of you who live in europe i'm serious you need to start making some plans okay the most important thing is for you to survive and you need to like maybe i mean i know if, you know i'm looking at magdalena right now she's in croatia right now Croatia is not that far from uh, the from Ukraine or from some of these areas. Uh, matter of fact, I think you're getting uh, uh, refugees there, aren't you, Magdalena? Uh, I don't know what does that mean. Uh, people, people that are people that are uh, trying to get away from Ukraine, they they go to Croatia or Bosnia. Uh, or, yes, 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 yes. The, those are called refugees in English okay so you guys need to make some plans on how to mitigate uh, the radioactive dust that will be coming your way okay and if russia uses nukes then it's a strong probability that nato will respond with nukes and that creates a lot more radioactive dust in the environment. So I want you to all look at uh, the possibility. If now, one of the problems with with coming to the United States is that the United States will become a huge target after that. China will want to launch nukes at the United States. North Korea will want to launch nukes at the United States. Russia will want to launch nukes at the United States. Iran will want to launch nukes at the United States. So I'm not sure the United States is the safest place to be. But certainly Europe will not be safe. Now Bruno's house would probably be the safest place. He smiles because he thinks I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Uh, South America would be a safe place to be, except for South America itself, 
being so corrupt and so violent in, in many of its corruptions. But it is, I've, I've lived in, Bar in Brazil for a while, and I liked Brazil. I liked the people. Granted, I was there at John of Gods, and so it kind of had a, an international flavor. But uh, people are people. You have nice people. You have bad people, right? So if you need to get away from Europe, uh, visit Bruno. He's got a big house. Yeah, look, see, did you see that? It's like, Jesus, come, come. Wash my feet. <laughs> I'm just kidding, brother. But seriously, seriously, folks, South America is a good option. It's a good option. And because I have a visa that lasts for another eight years uh, for South America, thanks to Vincent, uh, I can go. I can come down to spend some time down there. Vincent knows about South America too. I mean, Vincent Watchnick down here. Uh, he's been to. He's lived in Brazil for I think over a year. Well over a year. And he knows all the different healing centers and things like contact Vincent if you want. Vincent Watchnick. Okay. He can tell you a lot. So if you have an interest, uh, she did ask, she did, she showed me the pictures. Okay. If you can't make it to the United States, then make it to Brazil and I'll make it to Brazil. And I'll bring Holly and Gary with me. Okay. And Jen, if she wants to come. And Barbara, if she wants to come. <laughs> okay. Any questions, comments, concerns about that? The only truly safe place uh, to be in World War III is Antarctica. Oh, yeah, Medi. Medi has a big place, but you have to become Muslim or respectful of the Muslim religion. You never do this. You, you never call someone over like this in an Arab country because that's how you call a dog. This is how you call people in an Arab country. See what I'm saying? So it's easy to make these mistakes. You have to be aware of these things. Uh, let's let's bring on uh, uh, Medi here. Medi, get that microphone on, would you? Hey, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are all the camels? <laughs> I don't have them yet. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> so people. People can come down to, to Medi's place in Africa? Yeah, of course. What about all the black magic around there? Well, I think we know how to counter that. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, very good. So there you go, folks, you have options. Thank you, sir, thank you very much. Most welcome, most welcome, Master Chris. Okay, all right.
so you have the African option, you have the South American option, and if you get into the United States, you have the United States option as well. Okay. Um, the doors, the doors will be open for you. Okay. Jordan uh, asks about Central America. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Central America, um, specifically Costa Rica. You got to remember it's tropical. Tropical environments are very different than non-tropical environments. You have a lot of life to contend with, a lot of mosquitoes, a lot of things of that nature. So, But I do, uh, I do respect the people and the government of Costa Rica. And if I could make it down there, I would definitely go down there, even to just visit for, for, for a little while. Um, I don't know about, uh, Jen asks about Bali and Thailand. My friend has been to Thailand. Um, I, uh, I have, I have uh, had some good contact with the, some Burmese people. Um, but I don't know very much about Asia, to be honest with you, Jen. And I'm not getting that information. Uh, uh, but I do know that... Uh, Christina, she knows about some of these areas there, I think, for a little bit. Uh, I, I think India is going to, to, to have some problems, uh, Deep Singh. India will have some problems because of China and Pakistan. So, so I want you all to pay attention to the world stage. I don't care where you get your news, but I want you to get news that is that you can follow with regards to the dynamics of the geopolitical problems that are being orchestrated. None of this is accidental, that are being orchestrated uh, to cull the human species on this planet. Okay, and I use the word cull, C-U-L-L, -L. all right? So I want you to pay attention, and because you're Kundalini people, you're very, very, very special people, and you need to survive no matter what occurs, no matter what occurs, your life is incredibly important and i'm not saying it's like your life is important everybody else you know they can just die no it's not it's not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying that you've you've worked very very hard to get to where you are right now okay your life matters to this world i know that kundalini can bring in a lot of karma that is difficult for us. And it makes us feel like, wow, we've got so many problems. We can feel so overwhelmed with problems. It can make you have a, a kind of a inferiority complex sometimes. Because at the same time, you're thinking, you got, geez, I got all these problems and, and uh, I don't really matter. I don't really count because 
I'm controlling my ego by telling myself that. And I'm telling you that you do count and you do matter. You matter intensely to this world. Intensely. You're the harbingers of a new human species. But you've got to get to that level of sahrayal, the sacred blood, first. And all of you here have it. The ones that I'm looking at, at least, I know you have it. You have the sahrayal. This is the blood of Christ, so to speak. The blood of the Christ consciousness. You need to understand that. And you don't need to bolster your ego with it. But you need to validate yourself with it. Validate what divinity is doing through you. Validate your role to play on this world. Validate. What is happening with the, the progress you're making, the momentum that you have? I want you to squeeze every drop of juice out of this life that you're living. Because you matter. You're important. You're important to every form of life on this world because you radiate divine grace. You radiate that. This is what's happening. This is why the animals come to you. This is why the insects love you. You radiate divine grace. This is why people look at you and you're wondering, why the heck is everybody staring at me? It's because you radiate divine grace and they feel called to look at you because when they look at you through the action of looking, they are absorbing divine radiance into their optic nerve, into their spine, and then suffused throughout their whole body. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is why my energy is, is given to you every time we do these Zooms and, and this podcast. This is why the, the energy from the, the videos are so effective. You radiate divine grace. That is the Amrita in the form of frequency. All right, let's see here. Any questions? Any questions that you might have about, ah, we have some chats here. So let's see what's going on in the chat room here. Medi says, oh, well, so that's what it is. I've always been weirded out by people looking at me. Well, there you have it. There you have it. That's exactly what it is. Um, <clears throat> Julie was telling me the other day, well, you, you tell him, tell him what you were telling me about getting stared at. The other day I went to the Apple store and when I started to speak, uh, everybody stopped talking and everyone was uh, staring at me. 
I, I always think it's like uh, like it's because my accent or I, I or because I say something wrong. I'm always I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you don't even have to say anything. Nobody does here. Uh, it's been happening, uh, uh, Jen, for a while now. The culling, it's, you know, they're gonna have to. The the culling really started um, um, with the with the flu shots they were giving back a few years ago, 2010, 2009, and then COVID nineteen kicks in, and then uh, you know World War Three is coming for sure, and it's sooner than you might think. Uh, Jen asked that on the on the chat room. So yeah, you you radiate divine grace. Okay, the world lives off of divine grace. So you need to understand that, and you need to really begin to digest what that actually means. Okay, um, you need to start practicing your spiritual hygiene. <coughs> that means controlling your inner dialogue and its negativity. Uh, you really need to start your, your spiritual hygiene. And that also includes forgiveness for people and that also includes tolerance for people that are different than you are that also means offering your assistance from a place of compassion rather than a an equation of fear of loss and want of gain in other words you do something for another person without having them owe you anything at least three times a day. And it doesn't count if that's part of your job. If it's part of your job, then you're getting paid to do that. Go out on the street and buy somebody lunch. Help a little kid cross the street. Help an older person cross the street. Open the door for somebody other than yourself. Seriously. Okay. This is how you nurture divine, your, your production or your ability to, to uh, expand divine grace out of you. Divine grace is a form of divine love. And divine love is not the same thing as romantic love. It's a love of God. It's a love of grace. It's a love of divinity. It's the love of the unity and the individuality of all things. It's the love of creation and destruction. Because destruction is just another form of creation, just like death is just another form of life. 
It's a constant process. You understand? You guys falling asleep now? That's falling asleep here. <laughs> All right. I I figure. Hey, if Magdalene's still awake, then then I'm I'm okay. All right. So, questions, comments, concerns. So all of you in Europe, I want you to, to get what here in the States we call a bug out bag. Magali, do you have yours handy or is it in the boot of the car? Okay, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, this is a bag that has medical supplies, water, food supplies, um, pliers, maybe a pocket knife. I like the Swiss Army knives. I don't have mine with me right now. Um, something that you grab when you can't grab anything else. In other words, something that you take that will help you survive if you're on foot heading west away from Ukraine. Okay, away from Russia. All of you need to have one. You can get them on Amazon. They're not expensive. They've got fishing line. They've got medical supplies. You know, uh, it's not a lot because, you know, you're carrying this on your back. But uh, they give you a little tent. They give you gloves. They give you... Uh, 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 something to keep you warm with, hand warmer, stuff like that. Um, and I want you to start to network. So I want everybody to know where Bruno lives. And I want Bruno to give that information to everyone. I want everybody to know where Jordan lives and Magdalena. Okay. I want everybody to know where Michal lives and Sophia and Magali, and John, and Heidi, and Chris, and Jolanta, and Jen. I want people to network so they can come together because there is strength in numbers. You understand? I want you to know where David, and Mehdi, and Radu, and Barbara, and Zelshko are, and how to contact them. Let's get a phone list going, or at least an email list or something like that. Because it's important to network when things aren't going the way of the flow of, of uh, normal society. Because the, the, you know, the internet will not be there for you. So you write it down on a piece of paper. Okay, the internet is not you know, you don't get a lot of internet uh, bars of activity in, in, in war zones. That's one of the things they shoot down first is communication structures. Ask anybody that lives in Bosnia, Croatia, Serbia. That's, that's just a little over 20 years ago. That all that stuff happened down there. That's 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 fairly recent. 
And right now, in, in, you know, of course, you know, if you've been following the war in Ukraine, you can see that they don't care about civilian neighborhoods. They'll just bomb that too. And they'll go for the water supplies and they go for the communication equipment and all of these things. And nuclear particles decimate everything. Everything. So I want you to make plans, if you ever need to, to get out of there and to connect with other Kundalini people. Now, if you can make it out here to the West Coast, I am there for you, baby. I'm there for you. I have, I have an RV. <laughs> you can fit in, then, it, then you're there, okay? This whole time, it's like for 10 years now, I've been trying to get a piece of land so that I, I could put together a Kundalini community, even if it's just a Kundalini refugee community, because, you know, Things haven't gone as well as they should have. But I've also spoken to Bruno to go down and look around uh, South America as well. Now, I know you can still get flights. <laughs> I know you can still get flights down to Brazil. Okay. Um, but I, you have to get a visa for Brazil. At least we do in the States. I don't know if you do from, say, England or something, somewhere like that, or France. But um, my, uh, my visa is still good for a number of years. So they're 10-year visas. You get a 10-year visa. So it'll cost you a little over $200 if you're in the States. Um, but as far as Bali goes or Indonesia, I'm sure there are some good places down there, too. I'm just not aware of them. What about you, Chris? Do you know about them? Where to go? You don't need a visa to Bali or Thailand. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. She's, she's such a wordy person. She just can't shut her up. Okay. <laughs> All right, anybody. All right. I've had you for two and a half hours here now. Let's see. Like a titlin. Well, I don't know what that was. Just a second. We got some chats here. Let me read them to you. Uh, we have a signal group, but once again, signal in, it relies on the internet. Um, he says, Lake, Jordan says, Lake Atitlan in Guatemala is a good safe haven. My godfather is living there in preparation for the chaos to come. There you have it, folks. There you have it. And I hope you're making plans on going there too, Jordan. So give us all his information so that we can meet you there. Okay? I'm pretty sure you can trust these Kundalini people not to abuse anything like that. And Mehdi says visas are not required for Morocco. Okay? Mihail put the link to the signal group out. So any of you that want to join the signal group, there it is right there in the chat room. You're welcome to join. Just, just be nice to people. <laughs> okay. It's rare that we get, well, let me, let me back up a little bit. 
I'm very picky with the groups that I that I manage. Before I started uh, using groups, I was very confused with all the bullshit that I had to read and all the, the advertising. Oh, come to this. Oh, there's this master guy over here. And there's this woman here, sacred mother, this or that. And they were all just trying to get into your pockets. And I got really tired of that. And I just, you know, I, I started putting groups together that are specifically about Kundalini and not all the ridiculous commercialism that surrounds it. And I started kicking people off. If they started doing the commercial thing, gone. And I still do that. Okay. And so that gives us a rare opportunity to meet people who are actually serious about this, who are not just trying to get into your pocket, who are not trying to manipulate you towards this uh, class or this workshop or any of those things. I don't even advertise my own books enough. I'm so I'm told. <laughs> because it's not about commercials, it's not about advertising. It's about grace. In a sense, it's like an online cathedral. Okay. And this gives us a rare opportunity to really, really be with those people that have the Kundalini and who you'd want to network with. So I want you to network. Okay. And I know for those of you living, you know, or listening on the podcast, a lot of you belong to these other groups that I'm talking about where the, the, the commercialism is so rampant. But if you're serious about the Kundalini and you're serious about surviving some of these uh, events, uh, then network. But do not network with a commercial sense. Do not do that. If you try to do it with any of the groups that I'm with, then I'll just kick you off. Okay? This is not about selling you or any product. This is about helping each other survive and explore the level of grace that we have within us, that connection to the Christ within, the God, goddess within. Okay? Questions, comments, concerns? Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Yes, Bruno, go ahead. Uh, so does your Kundalini uh, also can look into uh, the equation of animals? Uh, I have a cat here who's very ill and I don't know if, if it's possible to, your grace, share something about her. About the cats? Cats? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cats are very yeah, important. Cats are very important. So this specific cat who's very ill, you know? Do you have a hurt cat? Is that what you're saying? Yes. I think she's, a pro she's coming towards the, the end of her life. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. 
Yeah. Um, kidneys. She needs to be taking a... Uh, well, I have it here. Just a second. She needs to be taking Azodil. A-Z-O-D-Y-L. It's not a drug. It's a... It's a form of, uh, it supports the renal health, okay? Um, you have to go to the vet. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. You'll have to fork some money out for this. I have to pay. This is over $100 right here. US. Okay. But it does work. It's there's it's a a mixture of bioflavanols that helps the kidneys process the urine and the food. Okay. When a cat has septicemia, uh, they'll start stumbling. Uh, they won't be able to kind of clean themselves as well as they once did. Uh, and they'll start looking for a place to die. Okay. And that's exactly what my kitty was doing uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I took her on my lap and I started feeling around and uh, I was guided. She needed to go to the vet. So I took her to the vet. I had two teeth pulled and uh, some blood drawn and that's exactly what was happening. Her kidneys weren't working. And so she, you know, her, her blood was not being cleansed of the, of the salts and, and certain things that needed to be taken out of it. And uh, they gave me the azadil and it was an instantaneous change. Instantaneous. Okay. So here you have it. There you go. Azadil. So do a screenshot. So you get it. Dogs and cats, by the way. All right. Thank now, you also, much. you can put her on the healing group as well. Put, put the kitty on the healing group. As far as I'm concerned, animals are animals. They deserve all the care, the comfort, the healing, the love that we can give them. Anybody else? Uh, uh, the healing group is on Facebook, Radu. And uh, you just go uh, Kundalini Healing on Facebook and it'll it'll come there. It's a picture of a, of a, of a mountainside with flowers, orange flowers. So you can find it there. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is always an honor to talk with you. This podcast will be broadcast as soon as uh, Zoom sends it to me, and I'll be sending it over to Chris, and Chris will be putting it online, and 
you can tune into uh what's it called again what's this thing called spotify so uh you can tune into spotify and this will be number 37 i believe is that right christine another something like that yeah it's numbered by the week of the year so but i'm a little bit behind so it will be probably <laughs> okay. later than that <laughs> all right and you can listen to these over and over and over and over again i know a lot of subjects are covered i know that some subjects are only brushed by like the different uh forms of life uh and the different uh aspects of life in interdementia or interdimentalism i don't know how you pronounce it uh such as fairies elves things of that nature um gargoyles um there's so much to talk about and so little time because you guys are all falling asleep in europe you know and i you know i want to give magdalena and, and mihail you know an opportunity to have some tea and are you guys in the same house uh, no? currently not currently not currently not currently not thank you everybody I go feel... on go online and get a bug out bag b-u-g-o-u-t-b-a-g and that includes you guys listening on the podcasts Get one that you know you can carry. Get one that has those food bars that, you know, have all the vitamins in the alphabet and proteins and whatnot so that you can survive on the go. Because, yeah, similar to, similar to what Trusty has right there. That's right. You got to remember, stores aren't working. Just look at, just look at Ukraine. Look at Ukraine. Okay. And see wherever it is your country is having the same issues. Because the world will divide up very quickly. Now, I don't know which way Bulgaria will go. But I do know the the the... The countries that are wanting to attack the United States, China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, possibly, uh, well, I, I won't say that because I don't want to put that out there. Um, yeah, those are the main ones. And then, of course, United States, European Union, um, going the other way. And I don't know, I don't know which way any of the countries of south america or central america are going to go uh, i know that china has been trying to buy influence in all of those places so i know that australia will support the eu because of its affiliations with england and and i know that uh, we're going to support the eu for sure and we may end up supporting Thailand, or not Thailand, but Taiwan as well. Okay. There is an ET angle to this, by the way. There is an ET angle. 
And the ET do not see this world as belonging to us. You understand? They see it as belonging to them. And they may not allow for a complete mega destruction of life on this planet to occur. One of the things that will happen if, if you have a, a, a real broadside of nuclear uh, explosions on this world is a lot of dust will be pushed into the atmosphere. A lot of, this will block the sunlight. This will in, in, uh, invite a, another ice age in a very short period of time. And the ice age would creep down, taking over most of the United States, except for those uh, areas close to the equator. Um, so anybody that's on the equator, like the equator right now, like India, well, you know, well, they'll, they'll be okay. But anybody that's not, not so okay. It'll be, it'll get really cold. And the plants won't be able to grow. And when the plants can't grow, the animals can't eat plants. And when the animals can't eat plants, the animals die. And when the animals die, people can't eat the animals because they're dead. So terrible chain reactions. Okay. This is why it's so important for Kundalini people to survive. Because you will understand the patterns of life that need to be preserved. It's not about, you know, a, a governmental ideology or Marxism or capitalism or whatever it is. It's, it's bullshit. It's not about taking somebody else's land. So it, it, nobody owns the world, okay? United States doesn't own California. China doesn't own Taiwan or Tibet. Russia doesn't own Mongolia. Okay, the world, these are just, these are things that people create, these lines in the sand of this planet. The planet owns itself, and it allows us to live on it. And the sooner we take away these boundaries, the better things will be, not only for the planet, but for us as well. It doesn't mean you have to lose your culture. Culture is fine. I'm all for diverse cultures of humans. What it does mean is we have to find better ways to solve our disagreements. You harbor divine grace. I want you out there in the populations. Jolanta! I want you walking through the mall. I want you giving people handshakes down Wall Street, Broadway. I want you to spread the goodness that is within you. I don't want you hanging out in an apartment. That goes for all of you. You don't get to keep divine grace all to yourself. You don't. Because if you do, it will begin to dissolve you from the inside out. No joke. No joke. You have to allow the, the energy to flow in you and then out from you. 
If you allow it to just flow in you, it's going to mess you up. It's got to have an outflow aspect. It's like a hose. You know, you turn the water hose up and you kink up the end. No water comes out. It's going to hyperinflate the side of the water, uh, the side of the hose where all the water is. You've got to have an outflow. So that means that you outflow your grace into society. Just do it by walking down the street. Visit somebody in a hospital. Let your kundalini flow out of you into the environment. Jolanta's on signal. Master Chrism, I have a question about the yes. subject. Okay. Okay, so if we do this, um, I've read on the group there was someone that was being touched by a kid. There's, that you, was what? That was touched. Touched. Touched by a kid. By a kid? Yeah, and she got entities from... from so oh, I just I wanna I see, I see. You don't have to touch people to, to have an outflow of grace. Okay. You can just look at them. Okay. Yeah, you just you look at the entire people. You don't look at one particular you look at the whole population, or, or you know, like everybody on the street, not just one person. And you, and your kundalini will flow right through that. Okay. It will flow where you look. It will flow where you think. <coughs> you understand? Yep. Yes. It will flow where you look is where you can direct the flow of Kundalini. Okay. I do this a lot when I give Shaktipat. All I have to do is look at a person. I'm looking at, uh, who do I look at here? I'm looking at Trosti right now. So, hi, Trosti. So, I'm looking at Trosti, and as I look at him, I see his skin disappear. And now I can see his vascularity. Now I can see his skeleton. Now I can see the actual organ of the heart. And it's good. He has a very good, strong, healthy heart. But he's not outflowing the kundalini as much as he should. And this goes for all of you. Every single one of you. And don't think because I can't see your picture that I can't see you. Okay? I can see all of you. I don't need your picture. I only have people send me pictures because they need to, to put something into the equation. <laughs> okay. So where you look is where you direct, you direct. Now you can also do it with your ears, but it's kind of the reverse process. What you hear, your energy will go to. Okay, so it's, it's a reverse process. 
Um, and of course, you can do it through touch, but you don't need to. If you feel you have entities, Magdalene has entities. We all know it. It's a fact. She's got entities. But they're here for her. They're part of her equation. She made the choice to use them rather than get rid of them. Okay. Bruno has entities. Okay. But he's making different choices. He is choosing to work on his ascension factors. You know, he's still a little stuck on relationship issues, but, you know, he's, his goodness overpowers any negativity that the entity would try to give to him. It does give him insecurity and anxiety, but his goodness over, over, overpowers even that. Radu. Master Chrisom, um, can entities affect physical organs in the body? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so after after a certain wait, healing, wait, wait, wait. I, I have I have a question. I have wait, a question. Wait. I want yeah. I want Magdalene to answer that question. Go ahead, turn your mic okay. on, Magdalene. Can can entities affect the uh, your physical body? Um, yeah, for for my equation, for example, they try to to move my feet for me, to use my hands. Your uh, they try to to speak for me. Uh, so yeah. Okay, I was asking because of some physical pain I've been having after having uh, attended like a healing session a couple of months ago. I didn't know about entity attachment. Is this what we talked about? Mm, yeah, I I. Yeah, but I don't think we've touched the subject too too deeply. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, I, 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 I talked about theta healing. I went to this this healer, a woman. She made me. She definitely made me feel a lot better after the the session. But ever since then, my right knee is hurting very much. And during the session, then. Also, the, the same knee started to hurt really bad. My right knee. And the pain hasn't gone away since. Well, let's just have a look at that. What, what, what do you mean? At the knee? Yeah, I'm already looking. No, you, you just sit there. Just sit there. Relax. You feeling the pain right now? Not so much. It comes and goes in the the last week or so. After I I prayed a bit for my pain to go away or wished for the pain to lessen, I took like one pill and the pain sort of diminished to the point it's it's uh, bearable. But still, I get I get the pain sometimes. Right now, right. it's. Right. right now, it's not that that big, but it it was uh, okay. stop, big to the stop. yeah. Stop. Magdalena Jolanta Magali Julia Jen 
Trousty, uh, Medi, and Bruno, and Deep, and Mihaya. Anybody who wants to participate in a healing for Radu, turn your camera on. I'll give you a couple of seconds for that to happen. Okay, all right. All right, so we've got Heidi and Apaya and David. Magdalena is coming on board. Mihail. And I'll command Chris to come on board. And Jordan, Gary, you coming on board or not? Are you guys asleep? It's okay if you're sleeping. John. Good to see you. All right. I want you to all look at Radu. I don't want you to look at his knee. Okay. I don't want you to visualize yourself using your hands or anything like that. I want you to ask your Kundalini to give his knee a healing. Okay. Ask it three times. When I count to three, I want us all to do it together. Okay? Everybody ready? One, two, three. Ask your Kundalini right now to give Radu a healing in his right knee. Those of you on the podcast, you can do this now as well. Because you'll be giving him a healing in the future if he needs it. Ask three times. And then stop. And look at the sun. Visualize the sun behind your eyes. The solar sun, the solar sun, and blow it up. Blow that picture up so that you're no longer trying to fix Radu. You have asked Kundalini, and she will give what he needs. Not always what he wants, but what he needs. There you go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, here. Thank you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast. And you are most welcome, Radu. This is how it works. It is not complicated. This is what you do to give a healing. Okay. This, is, this ties right into what I was saying. You need to become a conduit, a double-ended conduit for grace to flow through okay by doing what you just did you created a conduit where grace could flow now you can do this with a thousand people all at the same time kundalini has no limits on how it can can affect people okay this is how you give a healing this is how you should be given this uh, to your cat, Bruno. Ask the Kundalini to heal your cat. You know, she gave me the Azadil. Maybe that's what your cat needs too. Okay. So this is what's going on, my friends. This is what's going on. This is how it works. Practice it. 
practice it. All right. I think we're all caught up, my friends. I want to say thank you for engaging another three-hour Zoom. <laughs> thank you for staying with us, if you have, those of you on the podcast. And everybody have a beautiful, beautiful life, a beautiful day, a beautiful night, wherever it is you are and whatever it is you're doing. And don't forget to get that bug out bag. Talk to you soon. <laughs>